This week on Penn Sunday School. And I say to Robbie, you know, I just wish I had one of those books of just greatest American short stories. You know, just greatest American <laughs> short stories. I wish I had that book. Yes. And the woman between me and Robbie, a complete stranger, the complete stranger reaches into her purse and pulls out great American short stories. (laughs) And she says to me, she says to me, you know, I'm a big fan, Penn. I'd like you to have this. I'm almost done anyways. And she hands me the book. And I go, and world peace in an 18-inch dip. (laughs) (laughs) And Robbie says, you idiot. You actually were granted a wish, and that's the wish you got. You got great American shows. I mean, it was amazing. It was like a Twilight Zone. You can watch Penn Sunday School streaming live on Sundays and available on iTunes every Sunday evening, only on the Ace Broadcasting Network. Welcome to Life Lessons with Jim Carolla and Ray Oldhofer.
Okay. <clears throat> Welcome, podcasters. We're going to continue on a little more with Father. Father's a big subject. We've been going quite a while about But to get to the place of where, where our important, where Father has an important role is encouraging mastery, competence, pride, particularly middle children, the middle years, like 13, 12, 13, while they're really beginning to look around, see what dad's doing. Um, so dad will be modeling things. Um, that's a very important period. <laughs> I'm just thinking right. how fucked I am. <laughs> but then thinking about uh, you've raised that, in spite, I'm thinking, how did you learn? See, the kind of skills you have, it almost seems like you would need a father. Oh, I ju- I sought different fathers, you know. I sought right. other, like male role models, you know, mm-hmm. like hence Will Davis and and other adult males, because right. I didn't get it from my dad. But like my dad, you know, I liked sports, and I excelled at sports. But he he didn't, you know, he didn't even know how to play, or or he didn't have any of that kind of thing. Right. So I just sought it on my own. You know, and then what was I going to do? Be a dental technician? No. Right. You know, it's just. You're, you're very skillful with your hands and the organization of how things are being put together. You, you know how to put things together. Yeah, I didn't get that from him, though. Okay. Now, that's, that's interesting what Ray's saying. I'm thinking for you, Cod, uh, podcasters, I. Um, your capacity, your, com- your competency, your pride in your competency, your mastery even, where did it come from? <clears throat> now, Ray said, well, it didn't come from his father. His, fa- his father was a dental technician, so he was able to, you know, he had to have some skills um, with that. But Ray said that's not where it came from. And he mentioned other people. How about for you? Now, Ray, for for you, you mentioned other people, but is there one or two that are really important in that? Yeah, Will. Will, Will Davis would be one. Yeah. And how did he, since it wasn't coming from his father, how well, did Well, I just stumbled in his backyard when I was a child. You know, I mean, you, you know, when you could go, you would go exploring from house to house or check stuff out or walk across the, um, you know, cinder block or the concrete block walls, just look in yards. You know, you're about seven, eight. That's what you do. Or that's what I did anyway, you know, befriend a dog, that kind of thing, even though you had one at home. So you'd go exploring. And then I was exploring and I found this guy, you know, building a boat in his backyard, a 36 foot sloop. Uh-huh. Which was upside down at the time because that's how you that's how you build it with the planking going both ways. And I'd hang out with him, and um, I would tell my dad, I would go, "Yeah, this guy's building a boat down the street." You know, his name's Will Davis. He's a great guy. Yeah, okay. It was like two years before they even, <laughs> you know, I'm hanging with an adult man, mm-hmm. and my parents don't even check it out. You know, mm-hmm. but then you know they became friends. After that, and Will would, yeah, Will would come over for dinner all the time and that kind of thing. So I introduced them to Will. So he's roaming around. That's another term we want. I see at the age, at those ages, 
um, in a light, kind of in latency period. The, the, the boy is looking now. He's looking, what's going on? Roaming around the backyard, the door. And then, of all things, this Will is building a boat. I mean, this is no small-time thing. He wasn't just putting a little something together. No. This was a big deal. Imagine. He sailed around the world in the thing. Wow. On so, his own, no radio, no navigation, charts, sexton. Wow. No running water, bilge pump, crazy. Holy God. <laughs> so this guy had skills my, and courage. Yeah, um, he, but he ran away from home. His story was uh, Arizona met his first wife at UCLA when he knew some Indian song like verbatim, like the blah, 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 whatever it was because he grew up in Arizona, ran away from home when he was 14, just took off. And made it on his own. Went to UCLA. Went to the Navy. Mm. Went oh, to UCLA. Navy. Went to Long Beach State. Was a wrestler. Went to UCLA. Um, geology degree. Oh, and retired by the time he was 40. Mm. You know, mutual funds, that whole thing. You know, still around now. But suffered a stroke and now it's a little tough to talk to him. So look, look at what Ray's saying. He really, he ran into a bonanza of skills. I mean, this is an intelligent man that he can put all this together. He yeah, super bright guy. Super bright man. If you watch Jeopardy with him, which I do occasionally, and when he comes over, he'll just whisper every answer. He doesn't, like, blurt him out like I do. Mm-hmm. It's fucking Georgia, you know? <laughs> he's like, Georgia. You know, and he's right. Yeah. And played a couple instruments. Oh, he did? Yeah. So Ray stumbles into somebody in the... A it's renaissance called, man. Holy God. So, the, you see, that's interesting. You know, he found someone who really had something, had intelligence, had skills, had um, achievements in the world, sailed around. The, so it, his influence for his mastery today and his skills really goes to will. Now, how about you? How about you, podcasters? Is there any... Uh, father-like figure, surrogate father. Sometimes they're coaches of football teams. And and as we find surrogate fathers, and these surrogate fathers could be of all different levels of life. Many times it's related to sports. Um, Though that wasn't Will's thing, was it? No, not at all. But Will, when when I met Will as a child, he would call me Raymond. Most people call me Ray, but he would always call me Raymond. Mm. And um, he never... It treated you like he didn't like children he didn't and he goes you were never like a child I go, what do you mean he goes you had something to you you could speak with me you know mm-hmm. and he always treated you like an adult mm-hmm. you know then degenerate evolution kicked in for me no but he always treated me really yeah. well you know and um that made a big difference so you know yeah. you rise to the occasion whatever it might be yeah especially i remember there's a thing called the halyard so he had flipped the boat around and there was a main and mizzen mast. The, the main mast was about 40 foot of aluminum. So the boat was already erect. So that was about 12 feet total plus the 40 feet of the main mast. <clears throat> and he had asked me to hold on to this cable, the halyard, which had a little, um, you know, um, like a small block and tackle on it, you know. 
and I was playing around with it, and I wasn't paying attention, and I let it go, and it ran, boom, right? It fell down the other side, and he goes, God damn it, Raymond. I go, what? You know, what am I going to do? I dropped it. I'm sorry. What's the matter? He goes, get in the Bolson's chair. I go, what? He goes, get in the Bolson's chair. Bolson's chair is just a plank, and there was another rope that went through, so I had to go up the fucking mast, the main mast. I'm a kid. Yeah, and um, get the hal- hold the halyard, and try and fish it through. I remember this because wow. I was fucking so fucking scared. I was shaking, yeah. but I couldn't say no. You know, and th- you don't know how to sit in a bosun's chair unless <clears> you learn. But you got to like put you know you got to center your weight and then wrap your leg around the um, around the uh, mass so you can mm-hmm. balance yourself so you can have, your hands can be free essentially. I didn't know how to do that, and I was a kid. So I was up there, and I was pretty high too. And he saw that I was getting kind of squirrely, and that there was a good chance I could die. <laughs> so he let me down, <laughs> and then he pulled himself up. The thing, you know, but scared the hell out of me. I mean, yeah. imagine being a little kid. You're not little. You're like, well, when I was nine, I was pretty big, but you know, you're going up. Yeah. So Ray meets a real surrogate father. And this guy teaches him lots of things, has demands of him. But of all, it, wow, I mean, I'm very impressed. The more I hear about this man and the things He scared that the shit do, out of me. I scared you, yeah. When my parents went to Germany, I stayed with him. I didn't stay with my friends. You lived with him, Yeah, huh? for three weeks. Uh-huh. I stayed with him. So Ray went out of the house and found the surrogate father, but this was a very special surrogate father. So how about you, podcasters? Who came along for you? Was it, were you very connected to your own father and therefore he was a model and he helped you to encourage you into mastery and competence and skills? That are the I have another mastery and competence story about Will. So his boat was erect then and when he would work on it, he had a pot belly stove in it. And um, he wasn't home one day, and I brought over a friend. It wasn't Adam. It was somebody else. But I was a kid, and I go, hey, let's go in the boat. We're going to start a fire, mm-hmm. right? So I did. Start a fire. Mm-hmm. <laughs> in the pot belly. So the smoke starts billowing and filling the whole cabin. I go, oh, my God, what the fuck is going on, you know? I run downstairs. I grab a pot of water. I throw it on the uh, mm-hmm. fire because I don't want to burn the boat down. Up walks Will. Raymond? <clears throat> what are you doing? I, uh, well, I was starting a fire, and the smoke wasn't <laughs> exiting. So I decided I got to put it out, and it was cast iron. He goes, did you crack it? I go, I don't think so. I go, I didn't hear anything because if you throw water on cast iron, there's a good shot, it'll crack. <clears throat> and he's looking at it, and he's you know checking it out. And he goes, all right, tell your friend to go home. You're going to clean the whole cabin, and then you have to grease the whole pot belly stove. I all right, I'll do it, you know. But he didn't yell at me, nothing. Mm-hmm. You know, didn't you know when you were a kid, you expect to get <clears throat> yeah. scolded or yelled at. He goes, "That's all right. You did what you did." Then he showed me the baffle. All you got to do, Raymond, is turn this, keep it in line. All the smoke will exit. And I went like, ah, mm-hmm. something see, so simple. Yeah, well, so he was teaching podcast folks. Think of people, you know, that began to teach you something. You know. Didn't, didn't bring a gruff attitude to it and more acceptance. And though Ray went off on that, <laughs> but he took it back in and he taught him and he 
gave him a little discipline to do, but it seemed like he was teaching all the time. Gary, how about for you now? Very different background, much younger. Where, what competence do you feel you have, and where did, where did it come from? Uh, I attribute <clears throat> mostly, mostly my father. Uh, I attribute a lot of my, uh, my math intelligence, oh, stuff yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, my father's an accountant, so he stressed uh, academics and specifically math quite a bit and uh, used to play math games with me and, and stuff like that. Um, sports, too. He spent a lot of time trying to help me get better at the things that I was uh, that I was passionate about while not forcing the things that he was passionate about necessarily. So, uh, yeah. Hmm. The, the thing about Will, too, is he was... Um because he got picked on as a child in um, Arizona. Mm-hmm. So that's why he took wrestling at, at Cal State Long Beach or whatever. But um, he would he would beat you up too. You know, I mean, he wouldn't beat you up like hurt you. He'd wrestle with you, you know. Yeah. And I always thought I could beat him because I was stronger than him. I knew I was stronger than him. Like when I was 15, 16, you know, I weighed 215 pounds and I'd figure I'd whoop him. He'd beat the shit out of me. He'd just mop the ground with you, mm-hmm. you know, and then he'd teach you a few things about that. But every time, until he had a stroke, I'll beat the shit out of him now, you know, but he is, he's also <laughs> 70. And I look at him and I'll see him once in a while. He'll come into town because he has to go to the VA. And I'll go, Raymond, you know, and he'll say some willism or something. I'll go, listen, old man, careful. Since you've had your stroke, you know the score. <laughs> And I will, I will take revenge upon you. <laughs> and he just looks at me, it just smiles. Mm. But it's pretty funny. Yeah, he, very fortunate of all the difficult things Ray had been through. This relationship was a very important uh, relationship that really taught him, and a person demanded things of him, and extraordinary guy. And for Gary, his dad was a pretty accomplished man. Um, knew his mathematics in the service. What, what was was he an engineer in the service or? No, he was an accountant in the service as well. Oh, okay. So he was into he was into math and. Yeah, so. he he uh, he w- he was drafted right as he was about to go to college, and uh, he was already well on his way. And his his father was an accounting professor as well. He was in so. Vietnam, then, right? No, he never. No. He's sixty. He stayed stateside. He was he was drafted during the conflict, but he stayed stateside. Now, here's another thing. uh, Gary went another step back to his father to say something about his his skills, your grandfather. Yeah. uh, Yeah, he was career military. Um, He was a career Air Force pilot, and uh, he used to – they moved around the world quite a bit, and he used to fly um, cargo planes Mm -hmm. and – then in his spare time, he would teach at whatever local college they lived near, uh, teach mm. accounting, which uh, which he was he was accomplished in. And uh, after he got out of out of the service, his last stationing was in uh, San Diego, and he started driving up to USC and teaching at USC and commuting. And then eventually uh, got a, was a full time professor and moved up to Palos Verdes, and that was mm. that was what he did till till he couldn't anymore. That was your grandpa. Yeah. yeah, Grandpa kicks some ass. Grandpa didn't yeah. fuck around. He was he was pretty serious. He was a smart dude, and he was he, he had seen a lot. Everybody genetically built like you? No, no, no. Um, I get this from my mom's side. 
um, on my dad's side. My dad's six foot, but uh, no one's taller than him on that side of the family. My because uh, you're what six 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 six. My mom's brother is six ten, and my mom oh, yeah, my right. mom's parents were you know six one and six two. Like how both, tall is mom? Both her mother and her father, and that was back when that wasn't something people were. Uh, mom's five eleven. Wow. Mm. Well, as we listen to Gary, we can really hear a lineage. We can hear accomplishment. Um, back with his grandfather, was very accomplished. Um, there's a there's a talent and an intelligence we could follow. Even if we want to step back further, we would probably yeah. So there's a, in that lineage, there's an intelligence and a competence uh, that's being passed down from generation to generation. Uh, so it's interesting. We go look back. If we look at what, where we come from, sometimes even to ask about our grandfathers and what my father got from his father and and so on. And my own, because um, my father was um, wasn't an American. He was born in Sicily, and he came over by boat. <laughs> boat, boat. We love our boats. Sure wasn't a sub. <laughs> I <laughs> was probably a rowboat if I know him. <laughs> um, anyway, so he he had to come. He came here very early in his life. Um, How old was your dad when he got here? He as a child. I think he came around five or six. Oh wow! I don't think he got any education here. Um, Did he have an accent? No. You say no, but I say my mom didn't have an accent. You ask Adam. My mom had a heavy accent. Oh, you know what I mean? Because you don't realize, you don't hear it. Yeah. He's, well, they spoke. A, they spoke like a hybrid language. They spoke half Italian. It was an interesting thing. People first coming to a new country, so they don't know the language yet. But they little by little get to know words more in the language more. But they also have their basic language, so they speak a funny kind of mixture. Well, they will say three or four words in a Sicilian dialect and say two or three words in English. And then everything would end with Facuno. <laughs> right. Uh, stupido, usually what would they say about me. Do you speak um, um, Italian? No. Anything? No. I, I, I can gibberish a little bit in it, but not really. I can understand a little bit of it. But I'm... No, but I, I didn't. Well, me the same with Germans, so. huh? You the same as German? Well, I did when I was a child. I spoke, but no, not since six. So my father wasn't an American. I mean, in the sense that uh, you know, as far as sports, as far as anything to do with uh, his his um, interest um, was survival. I would say number one, that whole group had to survive, um, and his was music. So the only way I could ever reach my father would have to be some kind of accomplishment in music. And I knew that early. It had nothing to do with, he couldn't help me with academics, or well, they never did, never had any interest in that. Um, but um, if I could coax a look on my father's face, a smile, when he'd hear me play the horn, that would be about what I could that was, the, and everything I would do would be related to impressing him um, that I was interested in. I would, I would like, yeah, I had to think, I think of how dumb I was now. But we had a trolley car that ran right by the house, and, um, and I would be waiting for him to come home. I knew what time he was coming home for the union. 
but they always would go down to the union, musicians' union, to find a job, which he rarely got one. Um, but I know he'd come home, and I could look from the window when he got off the trolley car. When he got off the trolley car, I would take the trumpet out, I'd, I'd wet my face with sweat. <laughs> <laughs> I'd, have, I'd, be laying, I'd be laying in bed with the trumpet on me, <laughs> moaning, uh, I can't study much longer. I'm sweating. Like, hey, my I thought I was fooling her. Oh, Dad, I've been at it since I've come home from school at 3.30. I never stopped. Just long tones, scales, long tones. And now I realize he really knew, he knew I was full of shit. But uh, that's, that's the way I could impress him, um, just to show him that I was. Well, you would really, sit there and like put your hand oh, uh, oh, like oh, you were God. beat? Yeah, my my lips bleeding. You see any blood? Another, oh, oh, real screwball actor trying just trying to get by. So podcasters, this was a week where we had a lot of people going into well, the three of us going into our own lives. I'm wondering about your life, how it was for you. How were your early years? Who? Did you go out of the house for that competency, or competency, uh, as Ray did? Um, Gary didn't. Gary has a had a lineage of competency. So, did you go out, or, or was it in, actually built into the family? Was your father a professional man? Was your mother, uh, you know, college graduate or something? Um, and how was that for you? So, think of. Think of whatever your version of what we're talking about, and uh, don't hesitate to call us about it. <laughs> you know, I'm thinking, when I was a kid, Will gave me this uh, book called The Magus. I finally read it, like, I don't know, 10, 15 years ago. It was by John Fowles, who wrote yeah. The French Lieutenant's Woman. And I remember reading the book, and I'm going, what the fuck is this guy giving a kid this book for? <laughs> you know what I mean? Because he didn't look at you as a, a child. Yeah. So he, and then he gave me human. What the hell name was it? I still have it, of course. But anyway, it's, he he tells me he goes, you have to read these two books. He goes, this one's about economics and this one's about and it was about yay thick, you know. And of course, I couldn't even get through the first paragraph. But he would give you stuff like that and think that you could rally or even fathom the material, you know. Yeah. Yeah, so, you know, he got something out. He got a lot out of kind of raising Ray, sort of the surrogate father part of Ray. And he, you can see he, he meant something to him that he could uh, <clears throat> be this way with Ray and could teach him and recommend books. And uh, he got a lot out of that. I think he liked having you as no, a he surrogate. Liked hanging, yeah, he liked hanging out. Surrogate son. So podcasters, I've already end today's... Um, um, segment. Before we end, though, we've got to do some business. Oh, okay. Hey, you guys, this is Ray with Life Lessons with Jim Carolla. And this is a plea because business is business and our business isn't doing so well. So please help us out. You got that? And I'm not kidding. Help us out. So go to Life Lessons website and click through the Amazon banner and help us. Come on. Now that's a plea and it's a good one. Do so. Thanks. Hey, everybody, you know what we need? We need you, and that means we need PayPal. 
and we'd super appreciate it if you'd use PayPal, and I don't know how to do it. You but just you, go to our site, acejimcarolla.com, and you click on the PayPal button. And we really, you, Jim. We really do thank you guys, and uh, Adam's been really, really happy, but we got to keep it up. So please, please donate. Please send us an email. And a please tweet, listen. A Facebook. Listen. Get involved. Give, give us a little interaction. We want to hear your stories and your questions. And if you tweet me, I'll answer. I'm doing that now. You guys know that. Okay. Are we on? All right. Say thank you. Uh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> they're, getting, they're getting a lot of thank yous, and they deserve it. Um, okay, so we're coming to the end. So, again, I ask you to look at your life and let us know. Uh, Did you have any other male figures in your life? I mean, I had some coaches, but all my coaches, as far as football were concerned, because uh, football players were, for the most part, you know, kind of base and mediocre. They weren't that bright, you know, and – I never had a coach that I went like, wow, this guy's well, like on it, you know. I never had a real inspirational coach. Yeah, so it didn't come that way for you. But boy, you had something so exceptional with Will. That if you, I mean, that that alone was uh, such a um, kind of amazing accomplishment. Though so you just bumped into it, just kind of fell into it. But something in you, he knew what you. You know, a kind of a relationship begun early between you, I think, between the two of you, and and hung on ever ever since that. Now, I, I didn't, I, since I was not involved in sports, and academically was really bad. I just ran from school. Um, I did yeah. have I did have a gym coach named um, Coach Walters, but then. Um, you know, I went to his house once, actually. I, I spoke at his retirement also. But um, he was kind of a – I went to his house and his um, his wife had a necklace on that said, um, you know, gold chains and all that. That was really big in the day. Mm-hmm. Her necklace said, dumbass. <laughs> oh, boy. Mm-hmm. And I remember being a kid seeing oh his wife – had a necklace that said "dumbass," and that that uh, somehow that was acceptable, but oh. I didn't think. Yeah, it made oh. me made me kind of rethink um, that whole scene. It's a little uh, shock when you saw that, but oh, funny. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so we'll we'll say we thank you and we say goodbye to you for this segment, and we look forward to hearing from you. Okay, see you next one, week. Two, Bye. A one, two, three, and. Reach the show on Twitter at LLWJC or email us at Jim Carolla at AdamCarolla.com.
listening to the Ace Broadcasting Network.